Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, a podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we are on Season 6, Episode 4, Book of the Stranger. Um, first and foremost, we're back to our problems with openings again this week, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Beautiful shot. Yes, uh, lovely shot. Beautiful opening shot. Um, but the scene's boring as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't um, do anything. Again. Also, does, is it just me or does it feel like it's Ed, isn't it, that's standing around the background? Yeah. Does, it, does it just feel like he's just standing around waiting for the director to show action? Yeah, kind of. He's just kind of stood there in soft focus out of shot and then for no apparent reason whatsoever suddenly decides he's going to move into into focus. It's yeah. just as if it's literally being stood off shot and whoever's behind camera's gone, ah, it's fine, nobody will see it. Yeah, Don't worry. Can't, can't spot it. But again, it's relying on these people who've got like you know, super HD, 8K TVs to actually spot anything. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> struck me as weird the way he yeah. all of a sudden started moving. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Well, so, I, was, I was watching it and so I, I put it on last night um, and... Again, as I said, beautiful opening shot. You know, the, the close-up of Longclaw and the hand, you know, the, the hilt and everything, absolutely stunning. And then you could just sort of see so, as I say, something slightly out of focus behind it, and all of a sudden it moves into focus. Oh, all right, it's a dude. What the fuck was he doing there? Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? There's something yeah, really odd. weird about it. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, the scene itself is boring as fuck. We, can, we, we did all this for John last week. Yeah, well, it, and funnily enough, the next note I've written is like, also, didn't John like legitimately leave, leave last yeah, he week? Walked, he yeah. walked out. Of <laughs> he walked out. Sudden, he's back yeah. there. I was, I, I was thinking that when, when it started because I, I, I was thinking coming into this episode, thinking right, okay, well, he left last week, but next week, being this week now, he's reunited with Sansa. So how the fuck does that happen? Do they meet somewhere else? It, it, yeah, it just makes no sense. Does no. I, again, and again, as we said last week, that oh, that closing scene last week and that closing shot was weird and weirdly played yeah. um so this just adds to that like where was the need for him to have delivered those lines on the move as he was walking out of castle black when he hasn't even fucking left well that's it no i mean the, the, again no the, the lines are fine and even even if you know my, my watch has ended and he goes inside and shuts the door behind him you know he's leaving you know he's gonna go but they haven't yeah. implied that he's already walked out the door no, because now the next, the very next scene in the show. I mean, if you, you know, you take out the end credits of last week and the, the the open credits of this week. If you play it back to back, so oh, hang on, didn't you leave? Yeah, it's just fucking Doesn't weird. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just really fucking weird. Um, but okay, I mean, I I'm gonna chalk that up to an error last week than than yeah. this because I do think you know I do think we need that scene as you say we kind of had it last week but. Um, it makes more sense having it here. And he, yeah, you're absolutely right. He needs to be in this space for Sansa's reappearance. And actually, you know, Sansa riding in is just a real fuck moment. Yeah. And it's really, really well handled. Uh, it's it very is. well shot. Um, it, the performances of everyone are great. Like she, she feels like somebody that should be uh, revered when when she rides in. It's everybody well, yeah, no, she, she's kind of Yeah, exactly. Um, so and, and, and that worked really well. And I think that there's a note um, on the wiki page, just um, a quote from the director, who was saying that he he didn't get, really give them any notes. It was just the, the only thing he said to them was that your siblings who didn't really get on, you haven't seen each other for six years, so you're not fucking best mates for all of a sudden. Just hold back, and they do that really well. And I think that's no, that's credit to credit to the actors. They've actually they've taken that on board and said, look, you know, th there is very much a distance, a frostiness between them, especially when she first turns up. It's, it's almost like they're sizing each other up. 
especially when um, especially when you've got um, Brienne behind it behind Sansa as well. He's got to be thinking, "Fuck right, okay, how's this going to go?" Yeah, I mean, they play the scene perfectly. I think I, I don't. I don't think there's any animosity from either of them. I, I, no. I, don't, I don't get anything of either of, of either of them sizing each other up. You know, ultimately, whether they got on or not, they're still siblings that haven't seen each other for years. Yeah, and I, it, I and it is. No, I, was, I think it's with the sizing up. It's more against the, the, again the sort of the, the physical, the fact that they they do sort of stand off from each other. They are sort of literally standing ten yards apart and looking each other up and down, trying to work out what the next move is. And what's going to happen? It's, so, I mean, it's exactly that, and that—that's actually what I've written here. That the two of them play the scene perfectly, and you—you you kind of see them go from confusion to disbelief to just relief. Yeah, you, you know, it's this kind of what the fuck is that really? No, it yeah, can't that, be. That can't to, be Sansa. Why would she be oh, here? It actually is, and then the relief washes over them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really well played by by both parties, but to say that that's just a small part of it. I think her entrance in general is really really well handled. Um, yeah. It is treated with gravitas, and it is a real. I've, I've said before how I kind of love it when we get these kind of intersections between stories, and generally yes. the case that you know it's almost ships passing in the night. It's very rare that two of them will collide head on. Well, but well that said, I mean this is where and, their stories kind of merge now, isn't it? Yeah, and and as we're sort of starting to race towards the finish believe it or not now this is going to happen a lot more yeah we're going to see these characters coming together but this is i think this is the first really big one that we've had and it is a genuine like fuck me moment the only thing i didn't like with it um and i remember thinking this at the time um is when as they're riding in they kind of they kind of step on the moment um where they've got torment sort of looking at brienne and not practically licking his lips like she's a fucking ham um, I, I didn't think it was the right place for it. I think that they could have done that later on when, no, when they're not trying to sort of have this, no, have this in, entrance being as important as it is. I think it just cheapens it a little bit. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah, I it didn't bother me too much, but yeah, I would agree that you could have done that later on. I mean, as as it because turns they out, they do double down on it later on. It when I was going to say, as it turns anyway. out, that'll be a that'll be a a recurring storyline yeah. now anyway and one that i very much enjoy and i think most people do i mean it's been standard i don't know how much isn't it their relationships yeah. or rather lack of yeah um, so that um, in general i'm fine with that the, the relationship itself doesn't bother me it's just w- where it was in that scene I, th- I felt it was out of place when we have it later on in the mess hall i don't mind it at all yeah um it's just for whatever reason it bugged me because it felt out of place yeah i'll give you that i i didn't say didn't bug me hugely but yeah i i can see i can see how it's out of place i'll give you that one definitely um so yeah so that that entrance scene i think is is played perfectly and why we didn't open with that well yeah exactly <laughs> like just so that, uh, then you can you can at least kind of play on the fact if nobody's noticed that you know they he's if he's in if he's in the confines of castle black but he's not back in a room where after he'd already left the castle you can play on the fact he might be in a different bit of the castle and that's where he walked to at the end of last week and then all of a sudden the gates are opening, so now he's got to go back to where he came from. That yeah. gives, that gives you something. I mean, a lot of people, especially now. I mean, I know a friend of mine who's um, who very recently comes, so she's incredibly tardy to the party. She she only started watching season one about a fortnight ago, and she's blitzing it. Um, but if you're doing that, you know, when you are when you are watching them back to back, you don't watch the credits and you don't have that separation. So she would have literally gone when she gets there. She will literally go from him, him walking out to him being in a room, think, "How the fuck did he get in there?" Yeah, so at least no that way, having, having this being your opening scene, a we lose the filler, and it's it's very nice. It's poor form to start an episode with filler, um, and then b we get you know, a far more important uh, start to the episode and a far more impactful uh, story. 
yeah definitely um but nevertheless this is what we got um yeah. just just pretend the first couple of seconds yeah. don't happen yeah it was it wasn't there yeah um and then we get our first real scene um between the two of them and actually yes. it, i think it's the first time we've really seen the two of them together full it is, stop it is, it is the first time the two it's the first time only the two of them have been together it's i think it's the first time they've had any sort of interaction beyond the you know, yeah the, sort of the pleasantries and the civility in, in the first and yeah and they are just phenomenal uh, yeah. like their their chemistry is fantastic they're so easy the chemistry between the two of them you can you can feel the kind of yes i know they didn't you know as they bring up themselves they may not have always seen eye to eye but they're clearly two children who have grown up together yeah like they I, they have a very easy chemistry with each they, other they do and i think that i mean i i particularly like this scene first time around as well because in the first couple of seasons Sansa is a spoiled, a spoiled little bitch. Your your um, position not to like, mm-hmm. um, and we see her go through all the shit she's gone through in the last couple of seasons. And even then, there are so many questions as to why she does this instead of doing that, and how she falls for something. You know, this you know, for for little fingers crap and all this sort of stuff. But in the last probably half season, the, the end, the sort of second half of season five, and then into this season, we really see Sansa emerging as you know. As no, she's not a child anymore. She's no, she's now experiencing. She's experiencing the world, and she's aware of a the world, b the consequence of the world, and see her place in it. And yes. all of a sudden, she's growing into what she will become by by her end of you know, the end of her story. And it's it's nice to sort of chart that. And this is this is where we first sort of, first sort of see her going. Actually, you know what? We talked about it in I think it was uh, it's in beginning uh, the season four, early season five, where she's with Littlefinger and she starts um, playing Littlefinger just as much as he's playing her. And so we see her sort of starting to develop but by this point we're saying okay she's not she's not a stupid little girl playing games anymore she's actually thinking right okay there is a bigger wider world than just me and my fucking ego and it's really nice to see and it's 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 a good it's a start now for what will improve keep on improving for the next two seasons yeah this this i think is a big scene actually for her character it's a good scene for both of them character wise but yes the first time you really see that kind of iron backbone that yeah. that she develops throughout the latter half of the show you know where i mean it's a good scene for both of them because john you know clearly is still having doubts about why he's here and yes. whether he's capable you know and he plays it very much in that respect as well and then sansa rather than being you know the caring compassionate sister is basically just slapping him across the face and saying man up like yeah. say, you, you have to do this this yeah, is our home yeah it's, it's our home it's our family if you don't do it i'll do it myself anyway and uh, yeah and that is it's such a bold statement from her and a big step forward for the character of like look I, I i need you you're the right person to do this but if you don't I fucking will, and believe yeah. me, I will. And you do believe she you can do, when she says it, you know. You, you do believe her, and I think that it's it's good as well because it it gives. I mean, John, as we said last week, John has come back with no purpose, mm-hmm. and so it it, it, it cements in him that actually, yeah, that you no, know, I've still got shit to do. No, yeah, yes, okay, I died, but they brought me back, and this is this must be the thing I got brought back for. They wouldn't have known that, but this must be the thing I'm back for because this is a purpose, and it's my family, and it's our home, and all the rest of it. So it's good to it sort of cements him back in before Melisandre gets in his ear with the whole prince was promised and um, and all this other and the manifest destiny and all that sort of shit. So it's it's good to it's good for him to have something to bite into as well. Yeah, definitely. And and I just I really like the way, like yeah, even though he does have a mission and she does give him a mission, he's still very much doubting that a he's capable of it and b it needs doing. Yeah. And it, it that opens up this interesting power dynamic as well, whereby, you know, traditional storytelling, 
and we all know what I mean by that, okay? Let's not get too gender politicky. We're still only 12 minutes into the show. But traditional <laughs> storytelling would dictate here now that as what is the eldest child left, albeit a bastard, um, he is going to be king of the north and he is going to go and claim his rightful homeland back and sit yes. there as king. That is very clearly right here and now not is not what is going to happen. It is very yeah. clear that Sansa is in charge. <laughs> like, she absolutely takes the reins here immediately. Yeah. And, like, and like, yeah, she's saying to him, we need to go and do this. But it, it's very much like, I'm in charge. Yeah, and I'll get off your ass to do it. Yeah, she will tell him what to do, not the yeah. other way around. Um, so I like that. I like that power dynamic. It, it's unusual. Um, and it, it just seems kind of fitting when you then hold the mirror, of course, to everything that's going on in King's Landing and, of yeah. course, over um, with Daenerys as well. It is the women that are in charge here now. Yeah, uh, there's there's an interesting article. It was in Time magazine uh, um, when this came out, so May 15th, 2016. Um, Eliana Docterman wrote, and it's um, it's talking about how the showrunners had really been touting the fact that this was really a season about the women. This was where they were finally going to come into their own, so where... Sansa and Daenerys and Cersei, um, Yara, they were all going to have their moments in the series. Well, no, they were going to go from being damsels, they were going to go from being downtrodden, they were going to go from being at risk. And you certainly think the way that uh, Danny was in season five as a prime example of that. I mean, Danny all the way through has always been, she, you know, she's survived everything, but she's always been a target of somebody. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, this is the episode where this was sort of kicking the rest of the show off and the side of things where. They don't. Uh, George R. R. Martin's always said, no, that you know, he he likes to think of women as characters in their own right, and that's why he writes them the way he does. I don't agree with that. I don't like the way he writes characters, but that's not that's personal opinion. But this is really where they've kind of gone. You know what? We're not ticking off points on a uh, plot points on a checklist. No, we can actually start exploring these characters. We're not hamstrung by everything that's gone before and everything that's been written. So the showrunners now have really, sort of really started to push the um, the female characters and giving them a bit more agency, which is a really nice thing to see. Um, so yeah, it's, no, this this really is a thing. I'll share a link to the um, the article. It's quite it's quite, uh, quite an interesting read. Yeah, it sounds good. And and you know, credit is is due here as well, considering especially in the early seasons, the amount we really ripped on them for their attitude towards women. Um, yes. You know, and, and look, that is that is absolutely still there, and I stand by everything that we said in those earlier seasons. Oh, absolutely. But it feels like yeah, these characters really are coming into their own now. You know, and, and even down to the point where you know, speaking of of women taking charge and coming into their own, you know, the, the next scene. Brienne does just that as well. There is a wonderful, wonderful scene yes. between Brienne, Davos, and Melisandre, where Davos and Melisandre are just kind of basically trying to puzzle out what's happened and where they're going to go next. <laughs> yeah, and they're talking, they're talking about everything that's happened, and Brienne just comes up and just literally drops a truth bomb on them yeah. just straight away. He said, "You may remember me. You fucked me over about three seasons ago." Yeah. Uh, uh, but I had the last laugh because yeah, I, I killed, killed Stannis. Stannis. <laughs> but it's, it's the way she says it as well. Is that, no, she's um, so matter of fact. She just drops oh, it. She just yeah, it's, it's, I um, killed him. Yeah, we, we've we've met before. I was Kingsguard to uh, Randy Brathian um, before, uh, before Stannis killed him with blood magic. He admitted to me before I executed him, yeah. and turns on her heels and fucks off. It is proper. Just mic drop. I'm out. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't need to say anything else. I'm just going. Yeah, it is. It is clearly that yes, we're on the same side now. Yes, we're in the same place. But just so we're clear, we are never going to be friends. Well, Here's the battle line. She, she kind of even says that. It's like, no, I, you, you, you might not remember, but I do. I, I, I don't forget, and I don't forgive. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh fuck, okay. Is she going? Is she now going to kick off here as well? 
I think she's got too much honour to just kick off with them. Well, yeah, because it's the wrong time and place. I, I just think it's again just wonderful it's a for her character, just because that's who she is. You know, she is she is a knight. She's got a no, name. I mean, yeah, but she is, isn't she? Like, yeah, as a, her is. character is that of a knight. Like, yes. yes, she's never been knighted because she's one, but her character is that of a knight. She is a knight in everything but name. She's got honor. She has respect. She knows how to fight. She knows her place in the world, and it is not the place to start a fight here. Um, but you know, besides the fact, if she did start a fight here, she'd have the entirety of the Night's Watch kicking the shit out of her. And no matter how good a fighter she is, yeah. she isn't taking on all of the Night's well, Watch. Well, no, I mean we've seen that be with her before. You know, that as good as she is, no, you you will always be outnumbered, and you you know you will always be beaten down because you, you just can't play the numbers game. One thing I was going to say before we moved on to that, actually the with the the scene between um, Sansa and John, we talked about how much Sansa has developed. It was really interesting as well. See, like John has always been, because he's always had his convictions and he's always been able to live with the courage of those, he's always been quite cocksure, he's always been quite strong. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, he, you know, this this whole thing of you know, being killed, and he alluded to it last week, and the fact that they killed him, and it, they kind of, no, it, it broke him. The fact he's, he's back, he's like, well, oh, yeah, definitely. back. And he, he's just not, he's not sure of, you know, of himself anymore, let alone what he's doing. So it's a really nice reversal as well, where we, you know, we now have Sansa being absolutely steely world and going no this is what we're fucking doing which she's never done before she's never no, she's always relied on other people she's always taken other people's lead even uh last season and the start of this season where she was trying to escape with um with theon she still needed to be led she still needed him to convince her and to, and to tell her what to do and how to do it so this is no i mean it's it was a, it's a nice a nice reverse where all of a sudden you've got john not knowing what the fuck he's doing and going can i even do this i mean, is this even possible Whereas before he would have gone, right, okay, it's the right thing to do, so we're going to do it somehow. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's that's what I was getting at with with the role reversal. As I say, he yeah. is still very much doubting himself, and she is like, yeah. no, no, I I'm in charge here, and we are going to do this. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's sort of, it's, it's written well, and he he, he he delivers it as well. It was one of those. So I, I I make scant notes, as you know, but uh, that was one I did uh, I did come. Uh, come yeah, back definitely. To. As, as I say, that the two of them are excellent in the scene, um, and then yeah, we we move on to that scene with Brienne, which um, yeah. besides besides being wonderful and funny and perfectly well handled. It closes a loop as well, which is yes. nice because that's something this show doesn't do very often is actually close a loop. Um, and they do it here. They're just like, OK, so do you know what? All of that now is done. Well, yeah, yeah. there's a conclusion yeah. to a story arc that's been going on for six years. Yeah, because you, you had two parts that scene. You had the first bit where Melisandre is sort of leaning on a railing, pondering where the fuck she's going with her life, because obviously now her, her shit has all changed as well. And Davos comes on and she says, no, she says, no, John's the prince of promise. Oh, forgive me, but I thought that was Stannis. And again, that just kind of closes that bit off now because we say, right, okay, well, we're we're moving on from that. Clearly, it wasn't Stannis because Stannis is dead, so we're moving on, and we don't need to worry about that anymore. And then they say, Brienne just puts the you know puts the exclamation mark on that and says, look, Stannis is now done. There is no more Stannis. Forget Stannis ever existed. Now we move on with the next two and a half seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's well handled. Draws yeah. a line under it. All good. Like like everything about it. Um, and then uh, for a short while. Fucking hell! It's Littlefinger. Remember? Yeah, him? I know. I, I, I was thinking. I was thinking. When did we last see him? It's probably about midway through season five, wasn't it? Um, Easily. We've we've not he seen left, him. He left Sansa at the Vale. Um, not not at the Vale at um at Winterfell. Went back to King's Landing where he had that very clandestine meeting um at the brothel amongst all the corpses, uh with with Elena, 
and then we haven't seen him since. No. He's just been fucking hiding. I know. It just, he popped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Littlefinger. Well, um, I mean, I, I remembered it was going to be him, because as soon as we saw um, Robin Aaron, I was like, oh, fuck, right, okay, yeah, it's got to be Littlefinger, because that's the only reason to go back to the Vale anyway. Um, but I was just, as soon as I saw Robin, I thought, oh, fuck, this twat again. Yeah. And, yeah, Littlefinger popped up, and the scene itself is fine, but I'm bored of Littlefinger. I'm bored of all the little fucking schemes. Uh, yeah, his his story is starting to peter out now, uh, largely because Sans is no longer involved and he's not in King's Landing. Um, well, well, that's it. He's not in King's Landing. So he's not amongst peers, or he's not amongst intellectual equals, um, and he's not he's not playing a long con. He's not on a big manipulation uh, like he was with Sansa anymore. So he comes in, and it's a bit like the old mustache twirling pantomime villain again, where he's it just is like, a little yeah, it's, it it's, is it's like that sort of no that that um, show of force where he's like. I don't have to say anything, but I'll have you executed in, in three words just by manipulating this fucking 12-year-old who doesn't know what a bird is, apparently. Um, and, yeah, it's just like, who gives a fuck? It, it feels, cares? yeah, the scene feels like it exists purely to remind us. It's exactly as I just said, really. Like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, it's Littlefinger, and this yeah. is what you can do. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, a fine, it's fine. It's fine it's... scene. It's Littlefinger doing what Littlefinger does. But, yeah, it, it's it's just pointless. It just it purely it exists purely to remind us who he is. I think it's to remind um, us that because I mean we've it's you it's that juxtaposition that when Sandra said no I'll I'll take Winterfell myself if I have to so this is just a reminder that she does have allies in places um, and that's all it's the only purpose is there to do that and go oh shit we need an extra three minutes of screen time yeah oh we've got this complicit little cunt wasn't done in here for a couple of weeks a couple of months let's get him back in yeah so it's something or nothing uh, it's quite quite a lengthy chunk as well but yeah. i've not i've not really written much about it because it, it was, was just something like, or nothing it was yeah. just there wasn't it it was um so we get all that the out it was fucking cool yeah yeah i guess um we get that out of the way and then we're over to marine um yeah. that, so it's some interesting dialogue again. Just I'm just drawing attention to things you know that will become relevant in yeah. in oh. seasons to come. But we get the line: "Just because your master has silver hair and tits doesn't mean she's not a master." Yeah. Um. You know, and we've been saying this for how long now? Essentially. Oh, six years. <laughs> yeah. You know, Danny is no better than the people she claims to overthrow. Um, well, this is it, and I mean, it's it's an interesting scene. Um, and even though obviously you've got the the big um, the big difference being obviously. You know, Tyrion is playing his politics, where no, which he's always done, and he's done all the way through the show. Whereas you've got Grey Worm and Melisandre, uh, not Melisandre, Missandei going, uh, no, you don't know these people. No, you you might have been, you, know, you might be richer than all of them, but you know, you were never a slaver. Yeah. And so I mean, this is something you don't have experience of. You don't know how these people are. So thinking that you can you can outthink them and outtalk them like you have, you do everybody else isn't going to work. But he doesn't want to listen to that. No, we have we have a collection of scenes with them. Really, we have two or three just short scenes back yes. to back. We have this little triptych between them, and um, yeah, there's this this kind of underlying tension running between the three of them throughout the scenes, and it's really good. It's really well handled because everybody's got again, you know, just like with Brienne, everybody's got enough honor and respect to realize that they're fighting for the same thing and they're yeah. on the same side, but they're clearly at loggerheads. Yeah, they they watch um, it the same way. I mean, it's interesting as well. I mean the. I can't remember what the exact line was, but Grey Worm is no. Grey Worm says on the lines of no, you're not the queen. I, I don't serve you. Yeah. No, you know you no, you're you're not in charge, and that obviously that'll have ramifications later on. Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, they, you know, there, there are some quite nice touches, and again, we've talked about this so many times throughout the the, sort of the first five seasons where they were so slavishly trying to follow the books that there were things that they needed to see that they didn't until it was too late, and there were things they seeded far too early, which never paid off. Uh, and so, but now it, it's almost—it almost feels like it's a different show. 
It really it does. I think like we were saying... Yeah, as I said last week, it yeah. feels now like it's been written as a TV show. So all of a sudden, they go, right, Definitely. Okay, we know where this is going to go. We know how this ends. We know what we want to do with it. So we need to start building to this now. We need to start, you know, characters who've had limited interaction or no interaction before, we need to start bringing them together now so it doesn't come out of the blue at the end of season seven when we're going into our last six episodes. We need to do the groundwork now. And it's the sort of thing you would expect from a long-form show like this. But yeah, it's, I, it's almost coming six years too late. It, it is coming too little too late. And I almost wonder if, you know, we talked last week about whether perhaps the show should have ran a bit longer and, and they were very resolute in Fire Can Kill a Dragon that they knew that the show was going to end season eight and find more power to them. But I feel like perhaps the reason we get so many of these long, wordy episodes in season seven and eight is because there is so much now of this heavy lifting yes. to be done at the end which maybe had they just taken a few more risks early doors and broken away from the book a yeah. bit earlier, it could have been, they would have got to the same place eventually because, you know, I, again, I, and we'll we'll discuss it in length when we get to season eight, I don't necessarily think the ending is bad. I just think, you know, I, think yeah, I think all the notes are there. They're just played in the wrong order. Yeah. Um, and, and I think if, if they'd have broken away earlier and seeded things earlier and everything had just flown better so we could have had a bit more energy and pace in the in certainly in the early part of season eight and the latter part of season seven then perhaps people wouldn't have been so cheesed off going into these episodes and, and looking for things yeah um, that's it and i mean i think not only that i mean that's a bit, um as you said in fact kill dragon so they were very much so we want to finish it now but we you know we don't want to drag it out for another season or two seasons we don't i mean hbo would have quite happily taken it for another five seasons i think because it would make no it was doing so well uh, and i think that they were quite no the the HBO people were quite right to so, well no once the once the producers are kind of not really bothered anymore once they once they're thinking about their exit strategy, the product is going to suffer. So I think that across the board it, it was the decision was handled well. But I think what they should what HBO should have done is convinced them to say right okay well all right you can go your eight, we'll we'll finish after eight seasons and we'll give you that but we need eight four seasons because I think that. Their argument was they, they'd end up putting stuff into extra episodes for the sake of it. I think that there's enough, they, they've got enough work to do between now and the end of season eight, uh, or the end of the story, that they could have filled those episodes quite comfortably and had enough no, and, and not been struggling for material. Whereas I think by cutting it short, and instead of having 20 episodes the last two seasons, they had 13, it's, no, by cutting it short, they, they, they almost shot themselves in the foot and said, right, well, we don't need to worry about that. We haven't got time to finish that off, so we just won't bother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally I think that agree. was probably the that was probably the mistake they made. I think, well, one of the mistakes they made. Totally agree. Um, but yeah, this this is good stuff um, to go back to the scene, you know, between yes. or the three scenes between two of them. The tension mountain between them is nice. They're all, and it, and it's it's just really nice to see Grey Worm and Miss Sandy have something to sink their teeth into as well, other yeah. than just offer exposition and well, hang about. It you know looking pretty like it's yeah. it's nice from to have something to stick the teeth to do um Tyrion yeah. subtitles as well are fucking hilarious they are i mean i mean before we get to that obviously when um so when they're still in with the slave with the, the masters from gunkai and astapor and whatever the other one is um you know, he, he he brings in the whores as a gift and again there's just the look from um miss andy where he's completely misread the room and he's like no you were in a room with two former slaves giving them whores it just no. It's like rubbing salt into the wounds. You know, it's bad enough we have to deal with these people, which they've already expressed their displeasure over. So now all of a sudden, it's like you're you're actively participating in this by giving them prostitutes, who you know, very generally in this show aren't prostitutes by choice. Yeah. Um. So you know, you're kind of adding, you know, you're you're part of that narrative as opposed to part of you no know, part of fixing it, which is where you know where you're supposed to be standing and where you're claiming to stand. 
And it's just, I, I found it really interesting that it's probably the first time where he has really failed to read the room across the whole six seasons. I don't, I don't even know if it's so much that he's failed to read the room. Like clearly he has for them. Clearly that's an unpopular choice for Miss Sandy and Greywin. But I, I take it more as Tyrion is, and as he says, he is doing what needs to be done. There is a time for politics and there is a time for fighting. And right now, you know, especially with Danny away, he has to play to his own strengths, which are politics. If he's going to keep the peace, then he has to grease the wheels here. And I, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that he's failed to read the room. I think it's that he simply has no other option. This is this is what he needs to try now. And if they don't like it, it's up to them to fall in line or just take him down. But he's not going to change his attitude. Um, and and I think that's where the key of this kind of uneasy relationship between the three of them comes in. Like they keep their mouth shut and they go along with it because deep down, actually, they know he's right. Like the, these people need to be bargained with. And this is this is just how you do it in this world, you know. Um, so I, I I think that's where it comes from more than not yeah, I mean, in the room. No, I mean I I, I, I mean I, I get the whole I get what he's what he's doing, what he sees. But I think that I think it's the way he phrased it. It was it was something like you know, something he referred to as a sweetener or something like that. Mm. And again, we we talk and no, I, I know it's in world, so it's no, it's different to you know, to what we talked about with the show in general, but sort of no attitudes of women and stuff. But yeah, just for me, it just again, it felt like it was. It was unnecessary. He'd already done the work, and this was just like a bit more. Well, it was just unnecessary, really. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it played well. Um, and I, this one of the things I actually liked is is where it sent these these few scenes between the three of them, and it, you know, it, it gives that tension somewhere to stem from. Um, and it, and it did. It just rang true for me that he is that kind of scheming character, and he is just that. You know, in this instance, anyway, he's that arsehole at a meeting. Who's just like you know? You've just done the business more or less, but you know, here's a fucking sweetener. Here's a case of wine, or in this case, it's a prostitute. You know, because I just need to let you know that actually I am the most important person in the room, and I can make this happen. And that's all it was. It was look how big my dick is. That's that's all it was. Um, yeah, I, I thought it worked really well. Um, it, it's definitely a side of Tyrion we don't see very often particularly given his relationship with Shay, but it's it's a side that, you know, we know is there. We've seen him play politics before. Um, he'll do what he needs to do to get the result, I think, is, is what you take from it. So I, I quite liked it. I, I Yeah, did, it didn't bother me at all. Um, yeah. As I say, it, it it sort of set up the next couple of scenes then with, uh, with the two of them just having to stay quiet and go yeah. along with it because he's no. already lit the fucking fuse. Yeah, he's already done like... it. I think that was that in, in the next in the next scene where you know, he, he goes out and he's you know, he's talking to um he's talking to the to the former slaves and they're you no know, they're not happy because obviously he's dealing with the slavers and this and yeah. And yeah, so at that point where you know you do see them fall in line and you know, she repeats what he said earlier about you know, we don't make peace with our friends on your enemies and stuff. So that that will work really well. And the fact that yeah, Grey Worm and Miss Andy are clearly not. No, yeah, yeah, they appreciate what. No, they know what he's done and why he's done it, but they don't agree with the way no, with with the wise and the way force. But they no, they know it's for the greater good. They have to fall in because if they don't, he he loses the city, uh, and that's Danny loses the city. So they they get it, and I think that that was fine. It's just that the end of that previous scene, I didn't see the point of it. But um, yeah, this this, this scene here, where, where as I said, no, they, they 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 do have to bite their tongues and fall in line. I thought was mm. really well done. The other thing with this scene, you fucking bastard. What? 
I couldn't. You saw, oh, you saw them, pissed. didn't you? You saw them. You saw them. Yeah, I know. Because I they watched it as well. Week, I was like, they, yeah, they're not lit this week. And then I started to think of the semantics of it. And I was wondering, well, like maybe if you had a really, really fucking long pole, could you get in through those slits at the top of the room? I Maybe. don't know. But you see what I mean? Like, it is impossible to fucking light those, isn't it? Well, that's, like, that's it. And then, as, as you said last week, it's impossible to light them. It's impossible to, to refill them once, once they burn out. Yeah. So, you I mean, I know they look good, but... Well, I said, I know, they look cool. And that's, that's by and large the moral of the show. As long as it looks good, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not important in the grand scheme of things. But for some reason, last week, they just really caught my eye and bugged it. And look, that was the first time I'd noticed them. And this is the second time watching through the show. And I'm sure we've seen them many, many times before this. We've been in that room plenty of times. Yeah, and I've just never noticed them. But last week, for some reason, they just yeah. caught my eye. And now I'll never not see them. Well, that's it. Now you've seen it. You'll never unsee it. Nope. So I don't know how they fucking light those things. I don't know how they refill those things. They are completely impractical. Um, but there you go. They're there. Yeah, they look good. <laughs> yeah I, I'm glad you saw them. Because um, <laughs> I, I have could... actually written it down in my notes as well. There's the fucking chandeliers again. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to look for them. I just happened to spot them. I was like, oh, right, okay, shit. And then I couldn't stop looking at them. Yep, they are very distracting. <laughs> uh, okay, so... So that takes us out of Maureen um, and then over to Jorah and Dario, who once again are just, they're great together, these two. I, I love yeah. the exchange between them where they're sort of talking about, you know, they've got this kind of uneasy relationship and, and just Dario's response to, to Jorah, once again, calling on his age, where he says, you know, we, we can't fight. If I win, I'm the shit who killed an old man. And if I lose, I'm the shit who got killed by an old man. Yeah, and it's, just, and, it's, and it's it is great. And it's, it's the sort of thing, I mean, I, I've had this for fucking years because I'm, I'm you know, nine tenths of a giant. So if I get in a fight with somebody smaller than me, I kick their ass, and I no, I should pick up somebody my own size. I get my ass kicked, and I'm the giant who goes ass kicked by somebody smaller than him. You can't win in that situation. So I, when he when he was saying that, I was, he, I was hearing the words of him, "Yep, being there." Yeah, it's it's great. They've just got this this real kind of begrudging. They've got a Riggs and Myrtle relationship yes. going on. Yeah, got this do. really begrudging respect for each other. Like they. Neither of them would be friends were they not in this situation. But nevertheless, they've been thrust in this situation together. Yeah. They respect each other for their capabilities. Yes. And they just, they can't be friends. So they're just going to be fucking horrible to each other. Yeah. And it, it's just great. Not I, really. Yeah, but it, not really. It's affectionate. Yeah, it's, it yeah, is affectionate. Yeah, it's great. It's, 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 you, you can kind of see, you could place this in a, in a road movie. Oh, definitely. They are. It, this is a buddy cop movie right here with these two. Um, they're great. They they really are rings of myrtle here. Um, like even down to the characters as well. Like you've got Dario just completely ignoring everything that Jorah tries to attempt to do because Jorah's older, more experienced. Yeah. Does things he's, he's, old, he's old and boring and he doesn't do things the right way. Yeah. Whereas Dario is just ah oh, fuck this. I'm just gonna fuck shit up. Like, yeah. I don't I, care. we get that i mean so we get the first scene where uh, i think we've the first bit where they, they they're approaching and they're up in the cliffs on and they discard the swords because they can't have weapons in the city and stuff like that and we we get a glance at the stone skin again as well yes i really detail. feel like we should be making more of the stone skin well this is it i mean it's it's one of those it, it was it was made out to be such a threat yeah and it's um, such an I, interesting thing for jora's character as well because well, it gives him it, that but, whole thing of like how long can he hold on you yeah know? i mean this is it, this is the thing is it was made out to be such a threat and they seeded it with shireen um and the fact that you know, the, the maesters had to do all sorts of shit just to stop it spreading and to save our life and all that sort of stuff then we had the stone men in wherever the fuck it was that he got infected and you think right okay well it's kind of it, it kind of feels a bit like a plague sort of circumstance thing where 
he now a has to keep it covered and keep it protected so nobody else gets it but nobody else finds out he's got it as well but also he's now a ticking time bomb but it doesn't seem to spread past that little patch just around his cuff because all the fucking makeup they can be bothered to do yeah um, and it's it, it it is one of those you think no it's it's a really it has a lot of potential and you've got to wonder if there's more of it in the book um, I hope there is because I mean obviously that part of the book hasn't been written yet, so we don't know what no. Martin's going to do with it. But yeah, it's just it's one of those. It's they've done it to Jorah, but no, obviously they've done it specifically to Jorah. But yeah. I don't know why. I it, it, it's interesting for his character definitely because as you say, it makes him this ticking time bomb. And given who he is, and you know how he's this kind of staunch protector, and hmm. he's kind of dishonored as well, so he's got a lot to prove. So to take him down that route of potentially becoming a monster, becoming the absolute thing. That he, you know, that he's yeah. worked his whole life to try and prove that he's not yes. is really interesting, but they go nowhere with it, and it, and it's yeah, a shame it. because I would like I don't get me wrong I don't want to see Jorah to succumb succumb to the stone skin I absolutely don't but I do want to see that battle, yes and it, I feel like we're robbed of it really, um, yeah and I mean like even even the way it pans out and the way it ends it's just it's like something or nothing it's um it's like oh yeah okay we can fix that fine. I mean, there's even there's even just some obvious things like we we'll talk about the fight uh, very shortly that they get into you, which is great by the way. But yeah. you know, like Jorah's getting his ass kicked. Like, you, you, he's got an area of his wrist that is essentially stone. Like, you can use yeah. that in a fight. And it's really, it's really fucking contagious as well. Yeah, like if when a sword's coming towards him, hold that up to parry a blow. Yeah, like there's no reason he can't do that. Yeah, that's, so, that's it. and then rub the guy's face in it. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's not used more often. But anyway, yeah, that's just an aside. We see the stone skin while they're setting up this, yes. this knife thing because, um, you know, Dario's got to get rid of all his weapons and he's got the fucking knife with a naked lady on it. And he's like, yeah. I really like this knife. Yeah. Um, Again, just, lo- lovely scene. And it works really well. No, I, this, I, I, this whole, any time these two are on screen in this episode, I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I think they are, I, they're so good. It is. And I think that this is probably one of the biggest disappointments I had for for the end of the season and moving on is that they leave him behind. Yeah, it's that we it don't is. see we don't see him anymore. So oh, all right, Dario's gone. Brilliant. Yeah, because he's so fucking entertaining. Just, yes, especially just, since the recasting as well. Yeah, he's 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 charming as fuck. I've said it before, but he's, yeah. he just he fills this role perfectly. You know, even down to when they're, they're spying then on the Dothraki, and um, again he's seeing everything going on, and he just says, "Oh, I should have been born a Dothraki." Yeah, just he's just great. He, he he completely like yes he's a one dimensional character but he's very very fucking funny you know he serves his purpose perfectly I think yeah um and yeah so they get into this fight and it's a great fucking fight Jorah takes a beating really well we've said that before as well he, like, he does he, I, I love the bit as well so you know you, you get you get he's having his ass kicked he's on he's on the floor and he throws the sand the and sand completely I, misses yeah, awesome I, and the I, guy I, just steps oh, out of the way because that's, that's, that's amazing. Is, yeah, that's that's one of those things. I think we've talked about it on this show before, where you get like just these kind of real world fight scenes, like you get in like Gross Point Blank, where it's just two people beating the shit out of each other. Well, that's it. And, and, it's, and it's, this it's feels very like well that. choreographed, but it's it's it feels very gritty and very and so you know it's it's you'd, it'd be that old movie trope where he throws sand in his eyes, kicks him in yeah. the nuts, and then you know gets it on, and then he gets 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 one up on him, which which would never happen in the real world because you well, would no, exactly. had somebody on the floor like that. You'd see him go for the sand, and you'd either step on their hand or you'd move out of the way. Yeah, yeah. they would never throw it in your eyes and kick no, you exactly. in the nuts. And even and really, somebody, somebody throws eyes. sand in your eyes, you shut your fucking eyes. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just thought, it was, yeah, it was a really nice touch to see him whip the sand up and the yeah, and he just, just go, not even yeah, be and he just faced looks at him and like you fucking arsehole. And, and it is, isn't it? It is it's the utter contempt on his face. Like really. Yeah, that's your uh, move. 
I, I, but then just the payoff of it as well, just Dario yes. taking him out with a knife that he's supposed to have given to Jorah. Yeah. And I told you I like the knife. I told you I like the knife, yeah. And, and then, then the, the, the head thing with the rock, and he's just brilliant. like, if somebody finds he'd been stabbed, they'll, they'll be looking for us. So, all right, and picks up the biggest fucking rock he finds, stows his skull in, and does, without a word, and walks off. Again, yeah. it's, it's, it's Riggs and Myrtle, isn't it? And it is. it's Jorah going, oh my God, what are you doing? Somebody's going to find us. And he just goes off the reservation. He's like, no, it's fine. Look, I'll just smash his head to a pulp. It's not yeah. going to bother me at all. Yeah, no, nobody will notice <laughs> stab wound then because his, his head's been caved in. Yeah, which is brilliant. Excellent. It really is. It's lethal weapon all over these two. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, how convenient, though, that Danny should just happen to decide to go for a stroll and a pee just as they happen to wander by. That's very convenient, isn't it? Yeah, very, very lucky. But again, you, you, you kind of it's it. That's the sort of suspension disbelief you you kind of have with a show like this because they, you know they've they've gone there to find her. They are at the plate, not at the Doshkalim, which is where she will be because that's where all the women, all the the um, all the former Khaleesi's are. So of course that's where she's going to be. I I kind of. It is very convenient, but you kind of go, oh, you know what? Fuck it. That's not, that's the See, least of their problems. That's interesting, isn't it? Because that's the kind of shit I absolutely cannot hand wave. It annoys the piss out of me. So, yes, they've gone looking for her, and obviously they're going to find her at some point. But come on, you can work harder than that, than to just have a walk past and then be like, oh, hiya, Danny. All right. Yeah. Where you been, love? No, but, I'm sorry. But then, again, but then again, you know what time is like in this show. They could, they could be waiting six hours for her to walk out and see her walk out the door. But I would prefer, but I I would prefer that, but that, that isn't that would work, but it's, it's that isn't communicated that we, it's, at it's, all. That's that's the thing with time in this show is that you no know, two minutes can be two minutes or twenty years, and you never know any fucking different. I know, but I I just feel like that needs communicating because otherwise it does feel like they've literally just wandered in there, had one oh, fight, and they yeah. go, oh, this is no very problem. But I, I kind of went, oh, you know what, fuck, I can't even be bothered with that. They were going to yeah. find her anyway, so that it, it moves things along. Um, but again, we get we got the scene in the um, um, it, whatever the place is. I don't know if it's some sort of temple or some sort of knitting circle, wherever the fuck it's supposed to be. Um, so we get the scene in there with you know, you know, hopefully they'll let you stay with us because you know it's um, the the alternatives aren't great and all the rest of it. And she starts talking about fucking rising up. And again, she doesn't know these women from Adam. Nope. She doesn't know their loyalties. As it stands, we've seen we've met them. This is the second time. The first time they were cunts to her. This time she's talking about revolution and overthrowing the fucking Dothraki and all the rest of it. Like, hang on, somebody's going to go and tell. Clearly, somebody's yeah. going to go and tell. Um, but yeah, she does that, and then uh, the other young um, young widow, um, you know, she you know, she takes a bit of a shine to her. So they go off together, and then yeah, yeah, you have this this interaction with um, with Jorah and uh, Jorah and um, Dario. Now the thing that the thing that did bug me with this is that obviously you know. Dario grabs the girl, covers her mouth, he's got a knife to her throat, and Danny says, no, no, leave her, she's good, she's fine. But you, don't betray me, okay? And yeah. so the line is like, okay, that's clearly just setting up that she's going to fucking turn. Of course she's going to turn you in, because you told her not to. You implicitly yeah. told her that, I explicitly told her you don't trust her to not turn you in, so of course she's going to fucking turn you in. That's how these things work. Have you never watched a TV show before? Yeah. But I mean, then, it, yeah, it's just, oh, that was clumsy as all hell. This this whole bit is clumsy. It just, it, it very much does feel like they just mechanically needed to get this to work and they were out of time. So they just went, oh, fuck it. They just find her and, oh, fuck it. She's got the girl with her, but she just says, don't betray me. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. It works. Move on. And look, it does work. It do, it gives us what we need. It, it does. But I mean, it, but it's, it's fucking the, hell. I mean, uh, logic and time aside. The, the the line that is the line that by me is don't betray me. Mm. No, not I need your help. Not will you help me? 
not can I count on you? Don't betray me. So like, well, fuck, what do you expect her to do now? Yeah, it's just bad, isn't it? It's just bad. It's a shame because the episode's been going really well, but this yeah. this really just snapped me out of it. Um, but then never mind, because then swiftly moving on, then we're over. And and again, remember Marjorie? Like, yeah. when did we last see Marjorie? And look, I'm, I'm been a while. fucking pleased as punch because I love Marjorie. As I've said before, quite happy to spend a couple of minutes with Marjorie. Um, and we we haven't seen nearly enough of her this season. No. Um, or, or last we haven't season. Seen her at all, I think we've no. seen her since uh, season four, have we? Since she was arrested. No. Because even though she's been arrested and, you know, I feel like her reaction to all of this plays much truer to character than anyone else's. You know, we talked about how Cersei got broken and she was yeah. like drinking water from the fucking skylight and shit like that. Marjorie, you know, the High Sparrow is just about to like try and lay some truth on her, and she just cuts him. She just cuts him she, down to his knees she straight is still away. Playing she's the game, just, she she still yeah. knows what she's doing. Absolutely, you know, she just cuts him off mid-flow, you know, and she, he's still in the middle of a story, and she just cuts him off and talks over him. She is in no mood for his shit. Whatsoever. No, no, that's it, and it's it's quite good as well. I mean, obviously he's telling a story, and she's like, "Yeah, I've heard this one because your fucking no nun bitch keeps telling me it over and over again." So I know this one. You can skip all the shit. Yeah, Just she's in. Tell, no tell me the point. Give tell me why you've brought me out here. Let me see my brother and fuck off and die in a ditch. You cunt. And yet somehow she still manages to be gracious. Yes, as always. Like she plays him like a fucking fiddle, and she well, is the is only it. character that's managed to do it. That's it. And like, we look at all the interactions, and I think that this this is testimony to to her character, and testimony to um, Natalie Dormer as well. The way she plays here, that everybody else has gone in and they've got really fucking irked with him, and they try and one up him. Yeah. And she does the opposite. She's just like, okay, tell me all the bullshit you want, because that's what you want to do. That's why you brought me out to my cell is to talk at me. So I'm going to yeah. let you do it. I'm going to let you think you're getting through to me. I'm going to let you think that actually I give a fuck. When in fact, all I want to do is see my brother and go home. Yeah. And, and yet she still challenges him. She just does it with a yeah. smile on her face. And That's she it. manages to do it in such a way that she's having an intelligent conversation with him. And it's like, here's the hook. And then she just starts reeling it in. Like, I'm oh, going to ask it. you the right questions. Yes, tell me all about how you came to find faith and all of this. Yeah. Tell me. I'm interested. I'll question yeah. you, but that just gives you a chance to tell me even more about it. Like, she plays him like a fucking fiddle. I've missed yeah. her so much. Yeah, I think she's such it. a good character. As I say, I mean, everybody else goes in with that intention. They all go in to try and show him why he's wrong, show him the error of his way, show him, actually, you're not powerful, you're just a fucking dude in a dress. But they all come back, they all come down to, we don't, we don't believe in your cause, we think you're a fucking lunatic or a fanatic or whatever else, and you're going to do as we say. And yeah. that's where it all falls down. And I think she's the only one, despite the fact she's had the li- the least interaction with him that we're aware of. We've not seen any interaction between or many interactions with him before. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, that hasn't worked. Clearly, if that worked, my grandmother would have got me out, or Tom would have got me out. I mean, Tom just gets fucking talked at by whoever is in the scene with him anyway. Um, somebody would have got me out by now if that worked, because I know she, I know all of these characters. I know, I know what these people are like. I know how they operate. So clearly that's not working. So I'll play to my strengths. Yes, okay, I'm not going to be able to seduce him because he's a no, he's a wrinkled old man who's not interested in girls apparently. So I won't do that. But I'll I'll play to his vanity. I'll play to his, to his intellect and let him think that actually he is educating me. Yeah. And actually, I'm just getting exactly where I'm from because nobody else got taken from no, let into anybody else's cell or to see anybody else or no, not be beaten up by fucking Hannah Waddingham's character whose name I can't remember. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, absolutely brilliant job. And yeah, she she does it so well. And then she we go straight into the scene with um Iron Fist, whose name I spent twenty minutes trying to remember his fucking name last night instead of watching the end of the episode. Lawrence Terrell. No, the actor's name, Finn Jones. Oh right, sorry. Couldn't I remember his fucking name. Yeah. Could I, not remember his name for the life of me. Is that because I just keep referring to him as Iron Fist? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um but yeah, I just couldn't think of his name. So I was thinking, I know his name. It's it's fucking Jones or Smith or something. It's a really fucking common surname, but an uncommon first name. I couldn't place it. I had all sorts of fucking combinations in my head. And then today, I, I so I sat down to do something else and it popped into my head. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we get this in. And again, he's broken. But again, I think that that's fairly in keeping because everything we've seen of his character, he is a very vain character. He's very, he's very much about his appearance and his glory and his his riches and his, his very sort of hedonistic, um, extravagant lifestyle. All that has been stripped away, and now he just wants it to stop because he doesn't know how to be this broken, self-loathing wretch that they've turned him into. And I think that works for it really well. I think I think that comes across far better than where they try to convey that Cersei was broken when she fucking clearly wouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, I think that he does a far better job of being broken by it. Um, but again, I, I've never really engaged with the character, so I couldn't really give two fucks. But Marjorie oh, is straight in and saying, "Look, you've got to be strong. I know you want to give up. I know you. I know that they've they've got you. I know that this is really hard for you. But as soon as you tell them what they want to hear, as soon as you give up, it's curtains for both of us. Yeah, you need to know. If nothing else, do it for me because I don't want them to fuck me up. Yeah, and that's kind of the impression you get from because she she's the only one who's not been completely mangled by it." Yeah, it's yeah, it is a good scene largely because she's in it. As you say, we don't, we've never really engaged with Loris because we haven't really seen enough of Loris. Well, he's always been a secondary character, isn't he? Yes, he has. Um, but you know, I think there's stuff there with him. We just don't get it. You yeah, know, never it again. It may there may be more in the book. We don't know. But I mean, it, it's just one of those that he was introduced um, as Renly's love interest, and then obviously Renly died, and so he was he was there as. You know, he he was there as uh, then to support the the Marjorie storyline and to to get to this point, but it's just like I don't really care about Loris. He's just always been one of those characters. I can always go, all right, I'll make a cup of tea then. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, this, you know, the scene works. Um, yeah, and like I say, it's it's great to see Marjorie. But then we get over to the small council. Um, slightly confusing scene because at first we start to take a step back with the sparrows again. Yeah. You know, and it's like I, I thought we we were like pretty much ramping up to go on the offensive with them here, and all of a sudden it's like we're going oh oh I I, I don't know again for a little while. Yeah, uh, so I mean, and we, then we, we missed a scene as well because because Cersei goes to Tommen first, and yeah. Pycelle is in there being a cunt as usual. Um, I can't remember what happens to him uh, to to Pycelle, how he disappears, but he just fucking annoys me. Um, so he's there, and, you know, and so. Doesn't doesn't he, he he's finally stood up. I think the whole thing of you no know, Cersei having to do her walk of shame and everything. He's kind of you no know, he he's smart. He's sort of you know, morally superior now. And he's like, oh well, fuck you, because you know, you're a whore and you walk through the streets naked. Well, I've never done that, so fuck you. I'm not listening to you anymore. You have no authority. So she comes in, just tells him to fuck off, and he's not having it. And so to a point where Tom and just goes, look, thank you very much for your time. Fuck off, you geriatric old cunt. Pretty much, yeah. They pretty um, much just tell him to. to it's just like just do one. It's just do one. I don't want to fucking know anymore. I've put up with you, but now I've got a real person to talk to. Now piss off. Yeah. Um, so I mean that that was quite annoying. Just because I, I don't, I didn't see the point in that part of the scene. Um, I don't think it added anything. I don't think that I don't think we gained anything for, to to the story for it. I, um, I do, I, and I know it shouldn't be funny though, but I do find it quite funny just watching him fucking shuffle in yeah. front of camera, and I was like, it's just such a a weird, confusing piece of blocking. 
just what see him shuffle all you know like we've talked before about how stagey the show is sometimes and you yeah. just see him slowly shuffle all the way past camera it's clearly been done deliberately and it's clearly been done for comic effect well, and it kind it. of works because I mean, it does make it, me laugh it, it does but we i mean we had the thing i think it was with rosin about season two or maybe season three whereby no he, he's in there and he's doddery and he's forgetful and no no she's giving him a fucking bath and all the rest of it and then she leaves and he's on his own he starts doing fucking jumping jacks yeah, but again, that that never goes anywhere. No. So then, all every every other time we see him after that one scene, which was fucking hilarious, and um, oh fuck, what's his name? Julian something, isn't it? Um, Julian Glover. Um, yeah, he does a great job with it, but it's just when you see him shuffling, you say, yeah, but he doesn't need to know. Why is he? Why are they still going along with that? I because think, nothing's I think ever come that's, from that. I think that's why I find it so funny, though. Is I've. I've remembered that earlier scene mm. and I'm watching him shuffle and I just, I just find it really funny. It, it um, is, but it, it, it's funny, but it's pointless. And I mean, I, I'm trying to think now, I don't recall, I, I can't remember from the rest of the episodes we've got left. I don't, I don't remember how many he's in or where, or if anything happens to him, but it's just that he doesn't add anything to any scene he's in anymore, apart from the fart last week. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that didn't really add anything to the scene. Um, so it yeah, it's, terrible. Just, it's just one of those, like, the, the start of this scene again, Yes, okay, we're starting. We're coming in in the middle of the scene. We haven't seen him enter and start a diatribe about the fanatics and all the rest. Of us. That's fine. That works. I don't have a problem with that. But we just don't need it. No. And it, it's just it's just a mechanism to get Cersei into the room. But there are so less, so many less clumsy ways of doing that. I just think they've kind of gone. Oh, well, that yeah, we've got him on contract. He's on set anyway. Let's just use him. Uh, but again, though, even when we've got Cersei in the room, I feel like the scene is a step backwards. You know, having yeah, yeah. to step back and start you know, treating the sparrows almost with a little bit of, of fear and respect again. It's like, no, 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 that's not where we left it last week. No, that's it. I mean, that should have come before he went to see them last week and before yeah. James said, right, why has nobody gone there and stowed his fucking head in? Yeah, because then... That's the temper of the show at this point. It's getting it's getting warmer. It's ramping up to something. Yeah. Be, and, stepping back. And they, you're right, they do seem to have a little bit. And, um, and then the thing is, the next scene then, they, they're back on the offensive again. Yeah, so it just feels again, yeah. weirdly misplaced because they go straight downstairs and lay a plan out to Elena. Yeah. Uh, it's just weirdly placed, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, it's it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we, they, they do start off with being quite belligerent. Oh, we did this last week. We're not going to fucking do it again. Just go away. Just leave us alone. Um, and then they say, right. This, no, this is what's happening. This is what the Sparrow wants. He wants us fighting amongst ourselves so that we don't do anything with him. And we get this whole thing. Oh, Tommen has told him, has told um, the Hand that he doesn't want the Sparrows att- attacked because it'll stir up trouble in the city. Um, and again, Lannister's playing politics is fucking great because they say, well, yeah, okay, you don't have to attack them, but you don't have to defend them either. Just turn yeah. around and walk away. And no, again, it's it's that sort of Machiavellian scheming that we, we associate with the Lannisters in this show anyway. So that yeah. all works fine. And no, all of a sudden, there's this very uneasy alliance between um, Elena, who's, no, whose purpose in the show has been to fuck over the Lannisters, particularly Cersei. Uh, all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, no, what, what happened to you is not happening to my granddaughter. That, no, I'll burn the fucking city down before that happens. Um, and that was really nice. That was a really nice touch. And again, Diana Rigg is always faultless. Yeah, I mean, I've just written in the notes here, like... Uh... Olena spoken. Now they're fucked. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much it, point. Then, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she's made her mind up. The sparrows are fucked. <laughs> like, so, I mean, game that, over. that was really good. I really liked that scene. And again, um, calling back to to Lancel, who will be quite important to the end of this um, particular storyline. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, that that scene I really liked. I really enjoyed. And the say it felt more in keeping with where we were last week with this particular storyline. 
yeah, it, it, we just had that weird detour with Tommen, which just really confused me and, and pulled me out of the whole thing, which is a shame because I liked all the stuff with Marjorie beforehand and I'm yes. I'm all up from ramping up and taking him down. So it was just weird that they took that back step. But um, I mean, talking about confusing, like I am, and I've, it's the first time I've, I've written a note about it for a long time because I think we've, we just kind of accept it now. But hmm. I am so fucking confused by Theon. Like this yeah. next scene now, it's is he Theon? Is he Reek? I I just don't understand. I don't understand this character at well, all. The thing is, I mean, as we've said many many times, he was broken off screen in about forty five seconds. He also recovered on screen in about forty five seconds. So yeah. now he's Theon again, but he's You're... Theon with a conscience. Yeah, and he's Theon with the mannerisms of Reek as well because he's meek and mild. And yeah, I, I just, just I don't I'm know what it is. So confused by him. Um, and and, and again, I'm I'm not laying blame at Alfie Allen here. I think he's no, definitely he, he does a doing great what job he's with what told. He has. Yeah, he, he does a great job with what he's given. I think the problem, I think the problem is that they they set him up in such a way that he cannot be around strong characters anymore. No, but the only he's got way they no backbone. No, but the only way they know how to have him around strong characters is to cry like a little bitch with a skinned knee. And because of that, you just think, well, hang on, is he Theon now, or is he is he Reek? Is he some sort of hybrid? Is he Theek? Because it just nothing fucking works. It's like he's 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 neither Arthur or Martha at the moment. We just think, well, hang on, you you can't have a third character in a show when you didn't fucking establish the second one properly. Yeah, it it just doesn't make sense. And and I I think a big part of it for me now is now he's turned this corner towards what you know is his arc now until the yes. end is going to be this one of eventual redemption. Um, and and they they try and ally him now with Yara, which is fine. Um, it's okay with him being allied, but what he needs, what he really needs, is an antagonist. And yes, I don't feel now that Ramsey's not out of the picture, but he's out of his picture. Yes, I do, he doesn't have like obviously what he needs to do is ascend and, and claim the throne um, in in the Iron Isles, but he, that's not his story. That's not where they go with it. No, you know? and, and it, I think I mean to be honest, I think because of the way they set up um, Euron. That could well, that, that's the problem, um, though, isn't it? Euron needs to be his antagonist. Yeah. That's the problem. And and I will talk about that at length, believe me, when we get yeah. to the last episode of season eight and we get the fight with with Euron and Jamie, because that's I, I mean, season eight is full of people having fights that aren't theirs. Yes. And that isn't Jamie's fight. It's fucking Theon's. Yeah, that's the that's where he needs to be. That's the character he needs to beat. That That's that's right. And I think that I mean, the, the whole the whole thing, you know, you get you know, Yara's ready to rip his, rip his head off because you now you know, she feels betrayed because you know, people died trying to save him and now he's just fucking walked out the front door anyway, so those people died in vain. I get all of that, it's fine. I, and I get that his character, such as is now, would be sorry for that. Yes. But again, it's, it's just one of those you think, well, it, you know, does he need to, to rail against her now? Does he, need, he, does he need to fight back against somebody? Because at the moment, he's, he, he's a simpering child. Yeah. He's and got there's, his... there's nothing to offer at the moment. I mean, Yes, I say we we will in the next couple of weeks get some more with Euron, and then he kind of he's Theon goes back to being where he was in the first season, being a, a, a kind of a background character, just not as snide and as sneering as much of a cunt as he was. Yeah, it, he just needs purpose. Yeah, and he's and he's not got it. Um, it's just yeah, it's weird. I'm confused by him. So yeah, fucking moving on. Um, what a fucking scene we get next though. This scene with Ramsay and Osha yes. is just brilliant it's masterful like he's a fucking shark in this yes. scene. like and watch him he barely blinks 
Yeah. I rewound it and watched it again. Like he's he's peeling that apple very, very carefully. He barely blinks. Like this this scene needs the fucking Jaws theme over it. Yeah. It's it's so horribly tense. Yeah. Like like fingernail chewing tense. Cause and they set her perfectly as well, you know, with cutting away to the knife and she thinks she knows what she's doing and she thinks she's got him. And we all know as an audience yeah, we, that she hasn't. We know her days are numbered here. Well, this is it. And I think the problem is that, I mean, we, we, we know that's we know what's going to happen there because you know, clearly Ramsey's not going to... That's not... In any TV show, that is not the end of a fucking villain. He's not going to get fucking offed by no. some, some tertiary character in a closed room where nobody sees it. That's not how he dies. But in this show, any fucking thing can happen because death means nothing. So I, the first time I watching, I was half thinking, is it, are they just going to piss this storyline away as well and kill him now? Yeah. but because, um, Just because but, that's what they've done the entire fucking show so far. Yeah, um, and, and like you say, you, you, wouldn't put, yeah, you wouldn't put that past them, but no. they, they definitely play for it here and get it because, yeah, you know, watching it second time around now and watching it from a technical standpoint, it is fucking masterful. Everything about it, it's, it's all in nice and tight. Yeah. It's all framed tightly. Um, his performance is fucking wonderful. It, it is. Like, the way he's peeling that apple is just... And it's only peeling an apple, but it's terrifying. It's it, it absolutely and, and, terrifying. And again, because, no, because we've got the association with the flayed man, and we yeah. know he's a vicious little fucker as well. Um, but yeah, and he's quick as well. Is it the first time we've seen him actually you know, demonstrate any sort of fighting chops, really? I mean, he, Again, he's always been very uh, he's always been very cerebral, he's always been very cruel, he's had other people doing it for him. Whereas actually he fucking moves fast. Yeah, again, they're doing a lot uh this season to build him as just a real credible villain. Yeah. I he's fucking fantastic. He's yeah. about my favourite character outside of John at this point. Yeah, I, I think amazing. you and Rian does a great job as well. Um he really yeah, does. Yeah. And the thing that I that I really liked in this scene actually is that he does that and then we get the sort of the, the longer shot where she's bleeding out on the floor. And just behind her, he he picks his apple back up. He cleans the blade. Excuse me, cleans the blade. Starts peeling the apple and just sticks the fucking whole thing in his mouth with the, with the knife and all with the blood on it. I was like, that's fucking badass. That's oh yeah, really he's, cool. He's just he's chirpy about it, isn't he? This is just yeah. this, just this another, is just another fucking, this is just another stain on the rug. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just he probably chuck the rug out. And credit to them as well, because genuinely, like, and I remember thinking this first time around, like, that is definitely the best way to end the scene, to have him be quite chipper about it and eat the apple. But this show being the show it is, and Ramsey being the character he is, I genuinely thought they'd go into necrophilia. Um, I genuinely, I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely first time out thought that that's where they were going to go with it. And credit to them, they don't. Um, I can't believe I'm giving them credit for not, Doing not fucking a corpse, uh, but you just <laughs> never know with these guys, do you? Well, uh, well, no, that's that's right. I mean, they could have gone all Katie Vick with it, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, the, the disappointing thing for me with this scene is that it's the last time we see um, uh, Natalia Tanner on that lead. Yeah, Natalia Tanner, Natalia Tanner. Last time we see uh, see Osha, which is yeah. disappointing because she's always, she's always been very solid. And again, it feels like this shouldn't be the end to her story. Like it yeah. makes sense that she would try and protect the boys. It oh, yeah, does yeah, make of sense. Of course, it does. That that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's it's fitting for her for her end that she just um she 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 put she tries the same hand. She goes back to the well once too often, and it just doesn't fucking work this time. So I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, disappointing that that's the end of Osher. And, and yeah, I think it's just it's because she's a character that we've liked. It's a, it's yeah. more that it's a shame to see her go. And actually, that also signifies that. This is a death that that was done properly because we've yes. gone, oh, that's a shame. Rather than fucking hell, and yeah, what have we done that for? You know, yeah, it it makes sense. And again, it's you know, she's a character that's important enough 
for it to be weighty that Ramsay has killed her and, and to sort of add fuel to the fire. But she's not a character that's important enough to fuck up the show. Yeah, she's not going to affect the overall narrative. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. So that's good. Um, that scene was brilliant. The next scene as well, Ramsey's letter and the performances yes. again yeah. uh, from both John and and Sansa. Like, this this scene is is just fucking phenomenal. The letter itself is amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, like that is a super. I don't know if that. No, it's not from the book. Obviously, no, because the book. Because... I mean, well, I mean, there are elements of of John's story that are in the book, uh, in book five, um, right. and there are some bits which um, will have been borrowed from what was already written of book six. So there is quite this. There is still some influence from Martin. Um, some material was taken from uh, Ch- uh, John thirteen in uh, Dance of Dragons, and there and there are some um, some elements of the episode also take from um, Song of Ice and Fire. Which is uh, so from uh, Winds of Winter, which is book six. So right. there, there is some of it in there, but yeah, that letter was absolutely spot on. Oh, what, it, a, what a piece it, of it fucking writing! It sets up the next couple is. of weeks. After, well, it sets up apart from next week. Um, it sets up um, the inevitable um, clash at, uh, at Winterfell. It sets it up perfectly. Um, one thing I well, it it it, it it's a theme, it's been a theme in the show, but so it's it's doubled down on this week. Um, the whole thing of well, rape as a weapon. You know, well, we're going to we'll, rape your sister. We're yeah, gonna, we'll, we're going to we'll rape come on. We'll come on to that because I've got something to say about that, actually. Yeah, but um, I just wanted to touch quickly on, on again, you, you you saying about setting it up. It felt to me like this letter, um, besides being sort of brilliantly written, it, it, it feels like, again, setting up this rivalry and obviously we culminate in the Battle of Bastards. Like, they're yeah. on almost a fucking sports movie trajectory here now this oh, is yeah, almost rocky territory where you've got the fucking you've got ivan drago just fucking up rocky in every possible way you can to goad him into yeah. fighting because he's john is broken he doesn't want to fight yeah he's already said i don't want to fight anymore i'm done fighting yeah so ramsey's just like well i am gonna fuck with you until you fight me yeah. And it's on and that we, sports movie trajectory. Yeah, and I mean, even when we get to the Battle of the Bastards, that's exactly what you get from Ramsey. Yes, and, and I think that's handled very, very well. But yeah, you say about um, using using rape as a threat. I actually think, um, and it's something I've written the note about here, I think they handled it perfectly in this they scene. Do in, they, because they, they, they do shift, in this scene. They shift the power. Now, if John had read that threat out loud, then yes, it would. I think it would have felt wrong. But the fact that he chokes up at it like yeah. he he can't read that and then again it adds to sansa's character that she's just like she takes it she could have chosen to read that silently yeah and not only that i mean when she's reading it now she could have broken and reading that as well but she doesn't and she doesn't it's, it's just matter of fact there's conviction. words on a page they don't mean anything they're just words on a page i'm going to read them now that was it's something that i mean it don't it was handled well in that scene and when we get to it happening with danny later on i think it's handled less well Yes. Um, and but it's one of those that it's. I always find it quite lazy that when you have stronger female characters, the ultimate threat is they're gonna, is that we're going to gang rape you. And it just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's always one that it bugs me because yes, okay, no, that that is a thing, and that does happen, has happened, will continue to happen because people are cunts. I appreciate that, but certainly when 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 you're when you're trying to convey something, that shouldn't be the thing you go to. So I I agree. I think I think you're right. It shouldn't be an instant fallback of are they women, so we'll rape them. Um, yeah. I, I like obviously that's wrong. Um, I think it works for a number of reasons in this scene, though. I think it's actually yeah, well, in, perfectly in scene, played. Yeah, 
with 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 Sansa, I think it's absolutely perfect. I said her reading it out as well. And and it's not it's, it's not just it's not just giving her the agency of reading it, which it absolutely does. Having her read that and and having us see her read it so resolutely and so matter of factly and so no, that's not going to happen basically because I'm going to fuck you up first. Yeah. absolutely gives her agency. Yes. But it's also the fact that she's already been in an abusive relationship with him yeah. and has essentially been raped. Um, now, again, we had a debate about yes. whether she was in charge of that scene or not, but whether she was in charge of it or not, and whether she had an ultimate end game, he was still forcefully penetrating her in that scene. Yeah. So there's still an element of rape to that. So it's something that she has experienced, hardened herself to, and yeah. now this threat is just like, well, well, fuck you, Ramsey, essentially. So it works for her because it's a threat that it's something that she has to push past, and it's yeah. not just... I, I'm not that I'm trying to trivialize it at all. It's not just the threat of, well, you're a woman, so I'll rape you. It's, mm. This is something I have done to you. This is something I know you dislike. So this is something I'm going to do again. And it gives her the opportunity to go, no, you fucking won't. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. And that's I think important. That, I mean, it, it is. And I, th I think you're right. I think that, I mean, they handle, they handle the same threat very differently in two scenes. Um, and I think that in this one, we come on the back of, I'll, I'll kill your brother. I'll kill everybody you know. I'll, I'll kill everybody you know. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll rape your sister. My men will rape your sister. Because it, he is goading John into a response. And yeah, it, it's schoolyard you, you, stuff. It, it is. And you get the impression from Ramsey generally, he's not actually that fucking interested anyway. He's no, not sorry. interested in sex. He's interested in hurting people. Yeah. So this this isn't about the, 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 the act of raping her. It's just about getting a response from John. Getting him to bite, getting him to you know, getting him to fight, and you no know, angry him. So he fights on his terms, not not his own terms. So he's going to be he's going to come out swinging as opposed to being trying to strategize it, which is what Ramsey will do. The next scene where we get it with Danny, it's a group of men who've lost their power trying to say, "Well, actually, you're not taking our power because we'll just fuck you," and that really bothers me. It yeah, again, I think you're right. It's not the first time they've done it with Danny either. But again, what I think they do is save the scene. Um, because you yes, you get all of that. The trouble is this is cheapened because they've already played this card, but you get all of this shit. They're saying what they're gonna do to her. But then the absolute conviction when she starts speaking in Dothraki and yeah. the look on their faces is priceless because it is literally like who it's her saying to them, who the fuck do you think I am? Essentially, like I will meet you on your own terms. I will talk your language. I will look you in the eye. Here I am. Just fucking try it. And I think that comes through strongly in her performance. Um, so I, I think they actually do very well to subvert expectation of that in this scene. Like, yes, the initial thought is icky. I agree. And they've been there before. And yeah, maybe this is going to the well one too many times because it is a lazy fallback for them. Mm. Um, but I think it's when Danny's used like this. Like, I think this is when she's at her absolute best. Not when she's being a tyrant and freeing the slaves because it's the right thing to do. When her back is up against the wall and when she is actually quite a petite attractive young white lady in a fucking army of savages essentially and we all have really good fucking teeth weirdly yeah um <laughs> i noticed that last time when they're all laughing it's like yeah they've all got really fucking perfect teeth like all good savages yeah so it, you know it's that it's that juxtaposition of you know everything's against her okay her culture's against her her skin tone's against her her gender's against her everything is against her she is completely alien her back is completely up against the wall but actually no, it's fucking not because she can speak their language 
and she reels off her fucking list of whatever she is, you know, the fucking Khaleesi and the Unburned and all of that, reads it off, and she is literally just saying to him, okay, you want it, here I am, come on, take it, I dare you, I fucking dare you, and it, it's just, yeah, that subversion of expectation there that I really like, that's when she shows herself to be the the real strong character that I think people thought she was um, and were shocked by when she kind of just goes to shit at the end. Yeah, of when she goes off the reservation. It's here where you see that inner strength with her and that fire that's inside where you see her just go, no, again, just like with Sansa, no, you you won't rape me, actually. You can try. Yeah, <laughs> you Please do, but you won't. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with, so I'm, so I was fine with the scene with Sansa. I'm fine with her response to it. I just, I just, really, I really dislike the fact that this, no, this is the go-to. Oh, I agree, it's totally just, agree. It, 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 and it's not just in this show. You, you see it in fucking loads of other things, and it just, no, I don't, I don't like the fact that it's, it's a, it's easy because you know it's, it's lazy. There's ten of us as one of you, so we're gang rapey. Most people don't think like that, as far as I'm aware. But not they only don't, that, it, it, it you... Kind of, you get to that point where you think, no, I, I know this is a pseudo-medieval setting and so no, that, remember no. these are savages as well yeah so i mean I, I get all that but i mean i i've read i've read books recently whereby they're set in you know like 2019 london and that's the fucking default that yeah actually you know you, you've you've disrespected me woman so i'm gonna get all my friends to rape you and i'll film it and put on the internet that's See, not how people think no no that that's unacceptable on a whole another level but I, but I, that's not how people think and i think it's so fucking easy just to go to that and say oh well yeah what can we do what's the worst possible thing we can do to her oh yeah we'll rape her because then we're, we're we're showing her who's boss and it just bugs the piss out of me because no if you if you want to if you want to sort of try to assert or express some sort of dominance over a female character that's not the fucking first thing you do that's not the first shouldn't be the first thing in your brain but that just seems to be the well they go to yeah, I, I I don't disagree at all. It, it is definitely overused, but I think in both of these these instances, I think they they really pull it off. I, I mean, I it, think the even... response is just the response is good from from Danny and Sans. I just think that the, the mechanism I don't think yeah, is necessary. Even, I think they could have done it differently. Even right down with with Danny to after she's delivered her lines as well, she just has the biggest fucking smirk on her face. Yeah, it's quite funny she's... because of the way it's lit actually as well. Because it, I mean, it's all it's all practical light, so it it it's, it feels quite odd. Because yeah. she's not evenly lit, and it almost looks as if they've done a bad CGI job at one point. Um, I think it's just before it's when she, just as she puts her hand on the the brazier and she pushes it over. Um, you get this this thing of her where she's got this smirk on her face, and it doesn't look real. Yeah, and I it, think it's just because because it's it, as I say, it's practical light by fire. So you don't get any contour, you don't get any detail on her face. She looks a bit like a fucking Barbie doll. Yeah, and that, I found that quite amusing. Um, but yeah, her, her performance is great, and I think no, the, the response to it is no, the response to this is, is very in keeping with with where they want her character to go. Um, the other thing I did think was interesting actually was that this is the first time since season three she's actually got naked. Uh, I've I've made a note of that as well, and you'll notice that this time though it is done a lot more tastefully. It is, um, and I'm reading about this as well. She she did, it, it wasn't a body double. My first thought was that it, it was um, it was a double, same as they used for Cersei. Um, but she's she came out and said no, nope, that's all me, that's all fine. Um, and I'm a lot more confident in my body and all the rest of it. But it was done properly. It wasn't done for the, it was necessary. Yeah. It wasn't done for the sake of it. And and it feels it as well. It yeah. it, it is an empowering moment. I, I would yeah. argue all day long. Like don't get me wrong, I've written my standard tits exclamation point. Um, <laughs> but I would argue all day long for it here. Had she come out fully clothed, 
yeah, that wasn't start any asking sense. questions about, well, okay, I know she's uh, resistant to fire damage. Yeah. But, she, but, but her clothes were before, so how are they now? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I was fine with it because I say it, 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 it does serve a purpose because, yeah, yes, okay, her clothes would have burned away, but also, you know, she, she's. She's present. No, she needs to present herself as some sort of fucking you know, messianic figure. So yeah, here I am, laid completely bare. You can see every inch of me. I will lead you to freedom, people. Well, I am Jesus at this point. Yeah, I was going to say there's an element of rebirth for her year, isn't it? Like her story has come full circle now. She's yeah, she's but... been she's freed the slave. She's been knocked down. She nearly you know she nearly got the shit kicked out of her in the in the fighting pits and stuff. She nearly yeah. died. So she's been knocked down to a lowest. She's been yeah. captured, but she's back where she started. Back, say, with, the back with the Dothraki. Back where she started, but this time she's not subservient. She's not going into it being raped eight ways from Sunday, which was yeah. which was where she started with the marriage to Drogo. She's come into it that much more worldly character and gone. You know what? I did, um, when she when no when we started with her, she you know she was a child who you know she'd been dominated by her, by her brother and then she was dominated by Drogo and actually all the shit she's gone through she's just kind of gone you know what fuck this noise I can do a better job myself and so you're yeah. right there's this whole rebirth and say look last time I was with the Dothraki it didn't kind of go too well because Drogo died they all fucking starved to death in the desert all left me and then I kind of fucked off on my own Majora for a bit that's not going to happen again I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. And no, we've had no, we've had some Misa and you know and all that sort of shit. So now she's you no, know, she's bringing that experience to a whole new fucking horde yes. or a collection of hordes at this point. What's what's the plural? Of, what's the collective noun for a, a group of hordes? Um, but yes, yeah, so all of a sudden it's like, right. Okay, now we can move her along as well. Yeah, this this does feel like the the most movement we've had in Danny as a character for a very long time, actually. Uh, and it and it's it needed most, most positive movement. We were lots of, sort of you know, false starts and and rolling backwards. Yeah, um, and yeah, so it, it does kind of feel almost like, it, again, they, they're in charge now. It's almost like they're able to write what they want, and they're able yeah. to actually, we just need to remind you of these few things. Like, she is resistant to fire damage. Remember that, because it's important. You know, and it's it's things like that. But again, I will say, like, yes, deplorable characters. Yes, they're all going to rape her. But again, though, she just so that we're clear, this is straight up murder. Just yeah. so that we're clear on this, this is this is cold. Well, not cold. This is hot. But no premeditated murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She planned it. This is. Yeah. There's no manslaughter. They're, locked, they're, locked, they're locked inside, and she sets the fucking place on fire, knowing full well that she will survive and nobody else will. Yeah. Now, That's fucking cold. Now they are despicable characters, and we're about to rape her. So was it justified? But, uh, yeah, probably. You can argue but it wasn't that. Self-defense. It was premeditated. No. You, yeah. Was exactly. self-defense? Because if it was self-defense, Jorah and Dario wouldn't have barred the door outside. Very true. It is premeditated, um, definitely. So it is. It is actually the very definition of murder, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, with the intention of fucking them up and killing them. Yeah. So you know just that that's just worth noting. Yeah. yeah just keep we, that one. Keep that one. Uh, keep that one on hand for me. Get to know, Yeah. When when we come to talk about Danny's mental state and what's <laughs> right and wrong, um, her moral compass is not the fucking strongest. Um, no. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. Though it's. Um, it's a thoroughly okay episode. I didn't. I, it wasn't as good as last week's. Um, I no. think um, there were some missteps with the writing. I think there were some uh, some interesting choices um, for some of the characters, but it, it was fine. It worked okay. Yeah, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing horrendously bad here. Um, nothing amazing. There's some very very good stuff. Um, there's some brilliant character moments, and there's yeah. some really solid writing. You know, but there's there's nothing. You know, absolutely. There. Yeah, there's nothing jaw dropping, um, but it's it's good. It's a, it's a thoroughly okay episode. 
Yeah. Um, now, there's one thing I want to bring up actually from it might have been last week, it might be the week before. So we had the scene with Three Eyed Raven. Was it last week with Bran at the um where yeah. Ed's... yeah, yeah, with okay. with uh, with the chin. Yeah. So do you remember at the end of season four when we first met the Three Eyed Raven and I said to you, I could have fucking sworn that was Max von Sydow, but that's not Max von Sydow playing the Three Eyed Raven. It fucking yeah. is now. Oh yeah, you did say that, didn't you? Yeah, I was convinced. I, I was. I really doubted myself because it was a guy called. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember. I remember you saying it now, and me saying it's yeah, a guy called Strew and Roger. And I remember me going, "That's not fucking right." I'm sure it was Max von Sydow. But yeah, now it is. There's... That was that was a bit sneaky, wasn't it? Yeah. But then I mean, they've got previous. They did it with Dario as well. Well, so... yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it. It just it bugged me for ages. I, I remember thinking when when I, when we watched that episode, at the end of season four, and I was like. I'm sure that I can't. I can't imagine that. Surely, why would I imagine that? And then when I was, um, so we watched it last week, and I forgot to mention it. And I, I was flicking through um, synopses in the next couple of episodes, to see what we've got, got coming up. And, so, and his name was. I was like, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" I yeah. felt like an absolute twat when we said that in the end four. I was like, "I'm sure it was him," and it fucking you know, was. Do you know what? I and yeah, now you're saying it. It, it obviously is. Maxim Sider as well, but I wasn't like I didn't even twig that you'd called that out. But now you say it, yeah, I can remember. You. So I'm I'm a bit annoyed that I didn't pick because how could you not realise he's completely changed as well? well like, well, yeah, I mean, we didn't see him for a year, so no, that was that's yeah. how they did it. But I, what I don't see why they needed to change him if they no if they were gonna maybe they couldn't get him in the first place or no, whatever. But it just seemed it's one of those as I was I was doubting myself and thinking why the fuck how have I made that up? That's not the sort of thing you make up. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah, well, there you go then. Credit, credit yeah, for bit, you. One, bit, bit one point for Mark. Yeah, one point for Mark. Well done. <laughs> um, Sorry, I yeah, know that's so, a weird, weird place to end, but yeah, it was. It, it's bugged me since I saw no, that. No, no, yeah, it's, just, it's important. Important to bring that one up. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think thoroughly okay episode. Yeah, um, entirely competent episode. Just a yeah, it's a shame it's the end of what has been a very good run this season. Yeah, so far. I mean. Yeah, we've got six episodes left next week. Oh, oh fuck. fuck! And then we Shit. get we then we start building to the Battle of the Bastards, um, and then we start embarking on what's going to be the end of the, what was building to the, 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 the sort of the finishing arc, really, with with quite a few characters and sort of setting them up to to march towards the end of season eight. So yeah, the, no, the, the groundwork is there now, and as we said earlier on, I think that they are now starting to treat it like the show it needs to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite in general. I'm quite excited, um, and I'm quite excited generally to rewatch because, I mean, seasons six, seven, eight are so fucking maligned. Generally, people just didn't take to them for many, many reasons. And at the end of the day, if you're, you're a consumer of a product, if if you don't like it, you're entitled not to like it, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see actually because there were things I remember bugged me at the time, and there are things that bugged other people. And oh, you know what? I didn't actually mind that. So I'm, I'm quite mindful of these things. Like I quite want to see how we get to how we get to the end now while navigating those points. Yeah, I'm I'm excited as well because I think with um with a second with a second watch now, I know all the pitfalls going in, and I, I'm not going to spend too long on this because we've got uh, a good hour or so at least next week to talk about this. But next week is the point for me where the show never recovers. And after next week, even the good stuff, I was never able to be as excited about the show ever again. I was never able to be really into it. Um, I just I'd come so far that I had to finish it. And and, yeah. and the real end point for me is the penultimate episode, whereby if it wasn't the penultimate episode, I, I absolutely would have stopped watching. But yeah. next week is definitely 
it is the jump the shark moment for me next mm. week. So now knowing that going in, I'm hopeful that I can put it aside this yeah, week because it's not going to disappoint me. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to disappoint me. So I'm quite excited to rewatch from next week forward as well with, with fresh eyes, knowing that, okay, it's just one episode in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It's just so fucking horrendous but we'll talk about it next week um yeah and i've no doubt there are listeners out there who absolutely love next week's episode the door because that seemed to be the general consensus when it came out and if you do um i know we ask for this all the time but if you do if you love it why. please please do write in and tell us why because believe me i am gonna shit on this episode from a great fucking height next week so just let me know why, because it, it counterpoints are always interesting, aren't they? So, yeah. it, you know, if, if you like it, here's your chance. Defend it, because otherwise I'm going to kick the shit out of it. So, yeah, right in. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, um, yeah, it's an interesting segue, an easy segue. I mean, same with this episode. If you, if, you, if you think we've got it wrong, if you think we've missed something or you think that there's something you want to say, get in touch. Uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can uh, leave uh, leave comments. Also find our previous episodes and our other shows as well. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube, we're the Double Down Podcast Network, so search us out there. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, Blueberry, TuneIn, I think there are others. Um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, uh, leave some messages, and we'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time. Game over.